You're listening to Orange County's only station with critical business information, Critical Mass, with your host, Rick Franzi. Welcome to Critical Mass Coast to Coast. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This business talk show airs live on Thursday at 3 p.m., heard exclusively on www.octalkradio.net. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we encourage you to consider listening to the program live during our broadcast time. This show is brought to you by Commerce National Bank, Succession Strategies, and Smart Business Magazine. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience, make better decisions. Critical Mass Coast to Coast is a production of Renaissance Executive Forums and Critical Mass for Business. Renaissance Executive Forums brings together the top executives from non-competing companies into an advisory board process through which we have helped thousands of leaders gain fresh ideas and new insights. Renaissance Executive Forums website is www.executiveforums.com. If you're listening to the program live today and you think, maybe I want to get involved with Rick's conversation with Sandy Grumball of Contemporary Software Concepts of New Jersey, well, we have a way for you to do that. Simply find the community chat room section of octalkradio.net's website. Log in with your Twitter handle. This will connect you to our nerve center. Today, our producer is Paul Roberts. You'll be communicating directly with Paul. Paul has the ability to bring your thoughts, ideas, and questions to my attention. I'm just on the other side of the glass from him. And possibly, I can bring them into the conversation that I plan to have with Sandy. Let's turn our attention to Sandy. And it gives me great pleasure to welcome you to this installment of Critical Mass Coast to Coast. Hi, Sandy. Hi, Rick. How are you? I am doing well, and I trust you are doing well yourself. Yes, I am. Thank you. Well, we're excited to have you on the program. I've enjoyed getting to know you and more about um, the organization that you lead. Why don't we start by letting you discuss contemporary software concepts and help us to understand, in addition to what you do, what, in the eyes of your clients, makes your firm different, differentiated? Okay, Rick. Well, thank you very much. Uh, contemporary software concepts, we're really a professional IT consulting organization, and we provide solution and data integration and support services for companies of all sizes. A lot of our clients we have ranging from manufacturing to title company services. We've worked with global financial institutions, insurance, and pharmaceutical organizations. Uh, one of the things that we kind of pride ourselves in is our ability to help customers align their business and technology by what we call thinking outside the apps to reduce data redundancy and management costs. And we also integrate what are otherwise disparate software applications, and we're able to provide a unified and user-friendly view of data that seems to provide a lot of value to their businesses. Sandy, that's excellent. Could you help us to understand? You said a, a phrase in there that I find interesting, and I, and I just want to call attention to it before we move on with your answer. Um, mm -hmm. When you say thinking outside the apps, first of all, 
Where did you get that from? Was that organically developed inside your firm? And two, what does it mean in practice for you and your clients? Okay, well, yes, we just kind of came up with that kind of a play on think outside the box. And really what we do is, as we're looking for solutions, one of the big things that we do is we don't just put in technology for technology's sake. So we like to see what types of information and take it from a people standpoint and look at what applications are going to help them to get the information that they need so that we can take those applications and then look at the inputs and the outputs and kind of put that through to their business processes and map that through so that we're not just kind of training on individual applications, but actually showing the roadmap of how you can get from one place to the other so that they can have a complete solution. I I love that phrase, and I think um, it's the first time I've ever heard it, and I I think it's a great uh, original idea, and I hope you continue to use it and feature it in what you do because I think it is a differentiator. And I know that you were starting to talk about you know, what makes you different in the marketplace. So thanks for answering that question. But help me to understand, I know you, you use the acronym CSC for Contemporary Software Concepts, and, and I, I'll probably use that, ladies and gentlemen, to refer to Sandy's company throughout the interview. But help us to understand how you're differentiated in the market. Well, one of the things, Rick, that we pride ourselves on is that we are small enough that we're nimble and we can be responsive to all of our clients' situations but yet we're large enough and experienced so that we consistently over-deliver. We really feel very proud that we have our individualized commitment and personalized service with our technology expertise. One thing, when you always talk to a person, we don't have voicemail during normal business hours, and we never say that we can't help somebody because maybe somebody's out of the office or they're on vacation our clients have kind of coined us as the helpful help desk, and we tell our people what we can do, and we don't tell our customers that we can't do something. So we feel that that's really a differentiator for us. And I think it's a testament. If I remember correctly, your firm has been in business for at least 30 years. So, so I'm wondering if you can kind of talk a bit, a bit about the evolution of the business, maybe the services that you offer, the fact that your business has been uh, in business for three decades plus is really a, an amazing testament, I think, also to the firm's ability to stay relevant in the marketplace. Yes, we are very, very proud. I think we're actually going into our 33rd year this year. And uh, we started out, uh, basically, we've always had two sides to the business. We've had one side that has focused on ERP solutions and then another one that has more of our thinking outside the apps where we do customized applications. So we started back in 1979. The founder of the company started, we started with a Wang VS, which I'm definitely dating myself. But <laughs> anyway, we had a COBOL application called MCBA that was the ERP solution. And we also did some customized applications. We did a budgeting system for the state of Delaware. We did uh, the Pico purchasing system, Philadelphia Electric Company. Uh, I actually designed a spreadsheet application for them to analyze their vendor quotes before there were any spreadsheets. And that was, you know, we had a lot of uh, 
custom applications, and we worked very closely with Lang Labs and were kind of their service provider at that point. And then when databases came into play, we started to look for another ERP application, and we went with uh, Progress, the Progress database, which we are still a partner with Progress, and started to provide those ERP solutions and, again, you know, did a lot of customizations. And then in, I want to say the mid-'90s, we wound up going with uh, the Ingress database. We provide, it's now the solution that we still have, which is called Telesis MFG, and it is a legacy application, and we've got many customers that are on that. And one of the things that we are doing with that is to kind of extend the life of that legacy application so that we're able to... uh, you know, kind of breathe life into it. There are so many online services that are available. For example, we have one client that had been fined very heavily, ironically, from the state of California for uh, for some for mistaxing you know some of their shipments. And we wound up creating. We found a, a tax calculation service, and now we're able to take those shipments and automatically feed those out, send them out in a packet to this web service, have it calculate the tax and bring it back so that everything is always up to date as far as the tax regulations are concerned, you know, whether there's different jurisdictions, the percentages. So we've really tightened that up for them. You know, so much is being made today about cloud computing, and and I'm a big fan, especially for small and mid-market businesses. I think it's a great way to identify and control kind of your computing expenses. But I also know the need to connect legacy applications to to current applications and to bring that information into real time is is also an opportunity for small and mid-market businesses to uh, develop tools and and a lot of that's done through strategic partnerships for mid-market companies like yourself. So I'm wondering, um, can you kind of give us a sense today for who you have the strategic relationships with? Oh, absolutely, yes. Uh, we've developed strategic partnerships with Informatica Corporation. And what we are with Informatica is we're kind of their go-to partner for their identity resolution product, which is an indexing, searching, and match software which is really the core of their MDM, Master Data Management, and Data Quality Solutions. Uh, We've also got a partnership with Kapow Software, which has a very powerful data harvesting tool, and what we can do is to actually automate data collection from secure websites. It will go through and perform edit routines, so we're able to actually harvest web data real-time and put it into a database. And in May of this year, by using those two components, we were named a finalist in Smart CEO's Volt Awards for Leaders in Technology. We created a solution that we call Prime, which is for public record identification and matching of entities. So the Kapow Catalyst piece is on the front end and goes out and grabs the data, and then the Informatica Identity Resolution is the piece that does the indexing, and then we're able to search and match on individual and corporate data. It is fascinating how many pieces of um, technology a partner like you has to bring together seamlessly to deliver solutions for your clients that work and work 
you know, without fail. So I, as I listen to you describe the infrastructure and sort of the topology, I'm thinking, my goodness, you're through your partnerships and your people, you really have a lot of expertise in different areas. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And as a matter of fact, due to that expertise that we have in the search and match arena, we were also approached by IBM because they have identity insight. So we're also a partner with them because we kind of subscribe to the fact that data is data. And there's only so much that you can really search and match on but we have the expertise on the data quality and the data cleansing side so that that's really applicable to the search engine methodologies and products that IBM has. And we're also an Oracle partner, and that kind of came through because our ERP system is housed on a Sun, Sun system. So the legacy application is on Sun, which was purchased by Oracle, so... By default, we're now an Oracle partner as well, and they have their own data quality and matching. So we've also had exposure to, to Oracle side, so we're a partner there as well. So we're very excited about the, the partnerships that we have. Again, you can't be in business for 30 years and have done it alone, and your company, it appears from our conversation and what um, we've talked about previously, has been able to successfully, especially in the technology world, you have to keep moving your partnerships along to stay relevant with the latest thinking and design techniques, et cetera, in the industry, and it clearly sounds like your firm is, is doing that. So congratulations, Sandy. I've got a lot more that I want to get to with you, but I do need to take our first sponsorship break here on Critical Mass Coast to Coast, ladies and gentlemen. It's a short break, so don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back, and when I do, I'm going to ask if we can talk a little bit with Sandy about of all the things you've learned and kind of different experiences you've had, if, if you've developed kind of a key lesson or experience that helps you lead your firm today here at Critical Mass Coast to Coast. We call that your guiding principle, Sandy. So think about that for a minute, and we're going to take a, we're going to step aside, and then when we come back, Sandy will answer that question and others. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Math for Business might be the answer for you. 
Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plans and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Welcome back to Critical Mass Coast to Coast. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Our guest today is Sandy Grumball, and she is with Contemporary Software Concepts. We call it CSC here in the show. And um, before we get back to talking with her, I just want to let you know if you're listening to this program today, you're listening to one of three shows that we broadcast live each week here on octalkradio.net on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. All times are Pacific time, Pacific Daylight Savings time right now, but 4 p.m., is our Orange County-based show where I interview thought leaders and business executives from Orange County, California on Wednesdays at, at 4 p.m. It is our Critical Mass nonprofit show. I interview Southern California executive directors of selected nonprofits who are doing worthy work within our community. And then Thursday live at 3 p.m. is our Critical Mass Coast to Coast show where I interview executives from across the country. Sandy, I said I was going to ask you to talk about your guiding principle. Would you be so kind? Sure. I'll tell you what, uh, Brick, my guiding principle is just to always do the right thing and treat people with respect. Uh, I started out as an elementary music school teacher after I graduated from Temple University. And while I was teaching, I actually wanted to, to become a principal. And I started working on my master's in education. But then one of the principal that I really greatly admired I, I talked to her about that, and she actually asked me if I'd thought about pursuing a career in computer science. And she started talking to me about that and brought me an article that showed how people that, with math skills and music skills, have a good correlation to get into computer science because you're able to make sense out of abstract figures. So I thought, you know what? I'll just go and try that because I was able to, to move ahead in my education pursuit and also go on with computer science. So I took my first programming class, and I just loved it. I was really hooked, and I spent the rest of the summer, and I probably took like another four or five classes and wound up with a degree in computer science. So at that point... Um, my teaching career, I went from the elementary school to the junior high, and that was quite a challenge. And I didn't enjoy that quite as much as I did the younger children. So I went to the head of the computer science department at Arcadia University and said, you know what, I think maybe I want to make a switch. And they put me in touch with CSC, and even though I'm not a founder, I was the fifth person that was hired. And I just always felt that, you know, starting out on the ground floor like that it just offered me opportunities for application design and project management and solution implementation that I really don't think I would have gotten had I started at, at a larger firm. And I became an owner, oh my goodness, I don't even know that if I can remember that, probably about 20 years ago, 15 years ago. And it's because I really love what I do and share the same work ethic and vision of the owners. 
So it was a mutual decision for me to take out an ownership role. And I just find that the lessons that I learned as a teacher and how to treat people have just served me so well in my current position and in dealing with prospects and customers. You know, every day as a teacher, you know, every 45 minutes I had another 25 to 30 children that would come in and everybody was different and their moods were different. And I just found that what helped me was for each child, you know, to look at them as an individual and find something that I just really admired or liked about them, you know, whether it was their smile or their laugh or, you know, just anything that, that I could relate to. And I just follow that same, those same principles. I mean, I look at everyone here at, at CSC as being part of my, my family, my extended family. And I know that that's appreciated here and in turn, you know, they, they reciprocate. You spend so much time with the people that you work with, especially in a company where you know every employee you know, well. You do become like family. That is one of the benefits. Also one of the challenges from a leader's perspective, but certainly one of the benefits. <laughs> Sandy, I have to say that we've had 600 guests on the various critical mass radio shows, and you are the first guest that I've asked the guiding principle question to who had it who could relate it back to a teaching profession lesson. And I really um, love asking the question because I never quite am sure what the answer is going to be, but I, I find them to be very personal and unique to the individual. So thanks for sharing that. Sure. Let me ask you another question, and this one relates to another topic that's near and dear to my heart, and that is the idea of the power of peer learning. You know, my first book was critical mass, the 10 explosive powers of CEO peer groups. And so I like to ask my guests when appropriate, if you've had any direct experience with peer advisory groups or where a group of um, like-minded individuals have been able to help you with your business. And, and I'm wondering if you could share that with our audience today. Sure, Rick. I have attended a few CEO groups. And I think the thing that really surprised me is that I find that Businesses, business issues are the same, you know, across all different types of industries. And it's helpful to get the perspective from a CEO, you know, in a different industry or even, you know, something that's, that's synergistic with what we do, that that can be extremely helpful. And I guess the other thing, too, is that it kind of validates maybe what you're going through in your own business. I attended one. I don't know, it was a few weeks ago up in New York, and they, there were people from media. There was a woman that was in publishing. There were just a lot of different groups, and and it was interesting to have, like, a media person telling somebody, you know, in IT and, and sharing their thoughts on specific questions. So I really did find that to be, be quite helpful. Experience is that there's a chance to learn best practices and sometimes best practices can come from outside your industry you know it's people doing different things for different businesses that could serve your business and then you bring them back and apply them apply them into your business as well that's exactly right and some of the the groups that i've been to you know they'll have speakers there and i went to one and and you know in some cases you just get real inspired so one of the best pieces of advice i had I received was, you know, just get out and do something. This gentleman said he is, you know, I just go out and do things. 
you know, because you never quite know what's going to stick. I mean, it's almost like Yes Man. I don't know if you saw that movie with Jim Carrey. Yes, but, I love that movie. Yeah, right. So I've just kind of taken on that that attitude. You know, if somebody says, can you meet with me? Can you do this? Do you mind doing that? I say yes, because you really never quite know where it's it's going to wind up. And I find that to be very fascinating, too, you know, how where these roads will, will lead you. I'm interested that you brought that movie up because I'll tell you, I, I watched it twice and I was so inspired by the concept of being open to new ideas that my wife and I did for an extended period of time adopt an attitude where we were open to, you know, different experiences and places and dining things. And it was fun. I mean, it's, you remind me that I probably need to revisit that and my wife and I tonight need to talk about that because it does you just quite never know what you might learn. I find that in business settings, too. You know, some of those meetings where you, ah, I'm tired, I don't want to go, I've got a million things to do. And then invariably after it's over, I'm glad that I went. I usually get more gain from it than I had expected. And it's, it's always good when I go, but sometimes I do end up talking myself out of going to those things. Well, I know, and I've, I've done that, too. But I'll tell you, I agree with you. You know, more often than not, it's just really been very worthwhile. And... I don't know if you know a gentleman named Kyle Maynard, but I heard him speak, and he was born without arms and legs and is a motivational speaker. He climbed to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. He's been an ESPN award winner for uh, disabled, I guess, sports figures or athletes. And you look at this man, and, you know, it was just such an inspiration. And he said... If I can leave you with one thing, he said, whatever it is that's that's keeping you down, that's keeping you from doing what you want to do, he said, just leave that bad feeling right here in this room and just walk out. And that was another very inspirational moment and an excellent piece of advice as well. You know, I think I've seen him. I watched TED Talks, you know, TED, uh, mm-hmm. and, and I and I'm pretty sure I saw him give a talk at a on a, you know a YouTube version uh, copy of a of a TED talk. I didn't know his name, but as you describe him, I'm pretty sure this is the same person. Yes, I mean, absolutely amazing, just amazing, and and everyone, you know, he got a standing ovation. And at this this group, this breakfast that I attended, Ron Jaworski. He's he's a former quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, he was he's the MC there, and he was all choked up, thanking Kyle Maynard. So you know there was like not a dry eye in the house when he was done, and he was just wonderful. That's excellent. You know we're going to take our second sponsorship break, Sandy, and when we come okay. back, you and I are going to talk. We're going to shift gears a little bit here on Critical Mass Coast to Coast, with your permission, and I'd like you to think about and discuss with our audience a current challenge facing CSC mm-hmm. and, and help us to understand the steps that you and your management team are taking to mitigate that challenge from affecting your future growth, okay? Very good. Thank you. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. Again, it's a brief sponsorship break, and then Sandy Grumball of Contemporary Software Concepts will come back. We're going to talk about a current challenge. And I have a few more questions to ask her. She is our featured guest today, which means we get the good fortune to spend the entire 50 minutes of the program with her as our guest. But we'll be right back. But first, let's listen to these words from our sponsors. My company made the switch to Commerce National Bank about six months ago. 
Our relationship officer was there every step of the way to make the transition as seamless as possible. We had an early hiccup with a deposit scanner, but they dropped everything and drove right to our offices to help. We couldn't feel better about our decision to switch. Instead of calling an 800 number and navigating through automated menus, now I call my Commerce National Bank relationship officer directly for any questions we have. Just knowing that they're so easily accessible and willing to help really puts me at ease. They offer the same technology as the big banks, but deliver it with superior service and training. They're also rated a full five stars by Bauer Financial. So if your organization is a small or medium-sized business in Orange County, you should make the switch too. Call Mary Miller, Senior Vice President, at 949-870-3863 or visit them online at www.commercenatbank.com. That's commercenatbank.com. Give Commerce National a chance to do better than your bank, and they'll handle the rest. This is the sound of a flat-screen television hurled off a building. Now the new bike your kid wants. These are the things you could have all cast into oblivion. Because when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have bought with it. Use Energy Star light bulbs and appliances, and you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Critical Mass Coast to Coast. I am your host, Rick Franzi. If you haven't had a chance to see our latest video venture, Critical Mass TV, then I would encourage you to visit our website, uh, www.criticalmass4forbusiness.com. Find the media section of our website. You'll see the TV show archives there. Our latest show, which is just being released this afternoon, is an in interview with Jeff Shattuck, who is president of Dot Fulfillment here in Orange County, California. On Critical Mass TV show, we interview some of the most interesting CEOs in Orange County. All right, let's turn our attention back to our featured guest, Sandy. We said before the break we were going to ask you to talk about a current challenge facing CSC. Would you take us through that, please? Absolutely. Well, Rick, we talked earlier about our prime solution, the searching and match solution for public records, which is very sophisticated and has some very intricate parts. And it's not something that the vast majority of our client base can use. So where we find ourselves is being able to tap into opportunities with our partners so that we get can get into the companies that can actually use that solution. So I'm sure you've heard the, the phrase big data. There's certainly a lot of interest surrounding that and MDM, Master Data Management, to be able to provide a single view of customer, vendor, products, and being able to tell prospective clients how we can implement that solution for them because more often than not we find that they kind of think, well, you know, I know my data better than anybody else does and I can do that myself. But we find that there's so many disparate data sources, especially within legacy data, that it's difficult for them to do that on their own. And we, over the past six or seven years, have successfully trained and implemented identity resolution in several industries. We've done it in healthcare to detect fraudulent claims. Uh, we've done marketing solutions to identify duplicates across departments. Uh, we've also done in the public sector for the Department of Family Protective Services so that they're able to quickly search prior call data to look for repeat offenders. 
we've done financial solutions to merge and dedupe data that's out there to be able to quickly search and match account information, whether it's for an individual or a household, and even medical boards that can match physicians and merge information to create a golden physician record. So you can pull together all of the medical board information from state certifications to disciplinary action, you know, to address changes to anything that's out there. So as you can imagine, our manufacturing clients are not going to be using those types of solutions. So what we've tried to do is to actually kind of widen the net so that we can educate our prospects on what we're able to do as far as deduping the data. So what has been the outcome of widening the net? Well, I'll tell you, we have seen, you know, quite a bit of interest. We have been able to provide webinars to our partners so that we can show them how we're able to take seemingly disparate data and software applications and designs and to really create a real solution rather than just train on how a piece of software works. Because that's one of the things that we found with with the partners is that while they're well-versed in how their application works and can train how it's supposed to work, like they can install it and here's how to configure it, but to actually apply it to a real-life business problem and to provide a solution, that's where the think outside the apps comes in because then we're able to, to kind of look at the big picture and plug in where it makes sense to put a piece of software and application and where it makes sense to maybe bridge a gap with, you know, some custom code or some custom calls or something like that. So when I began the interview, I referred to your company um, as CSC of New Jersey, but I also know um, CSC of New Jersey, you have a, another branch of the business, which is CSC. So could you help the audience to understand the two entities and, and kind of explain that for us? Oh, absolutely, because, Rick, that's also part of us widening our net. We have we started CSC of New Jersey three years ago so that we would have a presence in New Jersey to be able to get into some of the, the government bids that they have that are out there. So we're actually registered as a woman-owned business, which gives you a little more clout in the state of New Jersey. Uh, CSC is also, we're in Pennsylvania, so the Pennsylvania Corporation is a registered small business. We are also listed on something that's called the PAITQ, which is a, an exclusive list for invitation to qualify so that there are bids that specifically go out to that list of vendors. So we had to go through a fairly rigorous process of submitting references and, you know, information about the types of, of projects that we've done. So we are on that list, and we are also registered now in the city of Philadelphia. And what this does is it just offers us additional exposure opportunities, you know, in the public sector and being able to maybe apply our big data principles to that. And as a matter of fact, we attended um, a business matchmaking event in Philadelphia the end of July. And as we went around and spoke with with the different uh, agencies that were there, there was a lot of interest regarding the the web harvesting piece of it as well as the big data. So I have a list of people that we're following up with. And ironically today I, I received a call and, and spoke with a gentleman who 
said he wanted to share our solutions with the Joint Chiefs of Staff. So I think that would be really fascinating to be wow. able to do something like that. Yeah, that, that uh, again, strategic partnerships and people, you know, when you're a mid-market company, it really can help, especially when you're calling on things like the federal government. It helps to have people who have relationships who can open doors for you. We're going to turn our attention again, and I'm going to put you in a little different direction. And this one may be a little bit, it tends to be a, a more personal experience, although it's, we look for professional experiences. But what I mean by that is I'm wondering if you can think of a time, maybe a past experience, Sandy, where you learned a valuable business lesson and it came through what at the time felt like a difficult or maybe even a painful lesson. Could you think of a time in your business career where that has happened and would you be able to relate it to our audience? Well, yes, I, I can, Rick. We do have our strategic partnerships, and while the partnerships in them themselves are beneficial, every once in a while, you know, you find somebody that that maybe doesn't play by the same rules, you know, and there it's time, you know, when you might be able to find somebody that really is not trustworthy. Uh, we actually had a, a situation where we had provided a real value to um, to a prospect and had been told that you know we had saved lots of like millions of dollars for this organization with what we had done and had been told that we were going to complete the project we were all set to go down there and I found out literally Friday night before I was going to have somebody on a plane that that had been pulled out from underneath us you know we had gone on a trust aspect and and now I find that, you know, as much as I want to trust people, it's important to have, you know, all of your I's dotted and T's crossed. And, you know, to also just, I think you always have to learn to expect the unexpected and be able to deal with that and find a way to land back on your feet. So, you know, what that's done is, you know, we are now asking, I think, better questions of potential partners and just to make sure that everything is going to be beneficial for everyone concerned. So, you know, we've made it a standard practice just to put a mutual non-disclosure agreement in place before sharing too much information, and we just find that protects both parties and anyone that really does truly want to do business with you and is on the up and up is just not going to have a problem at all with, with doing that with you. It's once you realize that, that you're not making an unreasonable ask and that the people that would re react to it negatively are the ones that it was designed to flush out anyway, that you get comfortable with sometimes as a smaller company asking those kind of requirements of a new, uh, a new client or a new partner, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. All right, we're going to take our third. The time is just flying by here, Sandy, but we're going to take our third and final sponsorship break. When we come back, I'd like you to think about and be ready to discuss with us the future. What do I mean by that, Sandy? I mean, think about the opportunities for growth facing the business. And we'd like you to kind of explain that, maybe the impact it would have on your businesses as you're able to successfully leverage it. And just, you know, give us a sense for what you're doing as the leader and owner of your company to keep moving the company forward and growing, okay? Absolutely. All righty. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our featured guest, Sandy Grumball, and we have oh, about 10 minutes left in the interview. We're going to take a very brief sponsorship timeout and come back and we're going to get into the future. We're going to get into the crystal ball there 
at Contemporary <laughs> Software Concepts of New Jersey and uh, learn a little bit about the future. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after these words. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of vast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. And at the end of the day, the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. So United Way is asking you to make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Be a reader. Tutor or mentor. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge now at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Critical Mass Coast to Coast. Okay, Sandy, before the break, we said we we're going to ask you to dust off the crystal ball and talk about your opportunities for growth. Can you think of a couple that you'd like to share with our audience? Oh, absolutely, Rick. You know, earlier I spoke about the strategic partnerships that we've developed with Kapow and Informatica, and Kapow is also an Informatica partner. So at this year's Informatica User Conference, the announcement was made that Informatica's Power Center, which is an ETL tool, it's extract, transform, and load, where you can take data from one source and put it into a database, can actually be used with Kapow Catalyst to offer these Power Center users the ability to actually extract and load data from outside the enterprise, which would be, you know, from a website. So since we are in a very unique position where we've got over six years of experience in both the Kapow Catalyst robot mapping and the Informatica software, we find that, you know, that would be a great, great growth opportunity for us. So since that announcement, we've been working hard to spread the word, to educate Informatica on our Kapow expertise, and to also let Kapow know about our Informatica expertise. So we've had webinars with both organizations, and there seems to be a lot of interest as to the value that we bring with that because joining those two products really offers a very robust solution for pharmaceutical companies in particular. Now with all of the, the new healthcare laws that are in place, they need to conform to the Sunshine Act reporting. They also need to provide patient care provider information. And it also allows consumer companies to be able to quickly and easily harvest social media data for analytics. That way they can better anticipate you know, future product needs, or to mitigate some customer satisfaction issues. So we're really very excited about being in the kind of in the, the center of, of those two pieces of software. That, that is exciting, and those are two high-growth areas that you mentioned as far as good clients to be dealing with as well. Any other partnerships that you could share with us? Well, yes. We have newly formed partnerships with IBM and Oracle, and that's really been in conjunction with our certifications in New Jersey and Pennsylvania in the city of Philadelphia. So that actually opens up doors for doing subcontracting work on the public sector bids that are small business set-aside. One of the things that uh, really is 
almost more prevalent in New Jersey is that they come out specifically with small business set-aside bids so that that encourages larger organizations such as IBM or Oracle that would bid those, you know, put in RFPs for them to search for small businesses that they can partner with to bring them into the fold. So we're on a list in New Jersey as well as Pennsylvania and, you know, we'll be contacted not only through our partners, but we've also created a couple of other strategic partnerships, you know, to be able to um, to be part of these these RFPs. So we're able to leverage those partnerships so that we can get it, and as well as we've got some public sector certifications and the different registrations at both the, the state and the federal level. So we're hoping that that's going to just you know turn everything around and really put us back on the road to prosperity and, you know, solve a lot of business problems for people. It's outstanding. You know, I, I wanted to purposely, thank you for that answer. It paints a very um, positive picture of the future, and it, it reinforces one of the things that we like to do here on Critical Mass Coast to Coast, which is share best practices from different industries. And I think in the technology space, you're, you're demonstrating best practices with leveraging much larger organizations for, for the benefit of your firms. That's very smart. And maybe that's a part of the reason why, but I wanted to leave a few minutes to ask you to, and I hope you don't mind, talk to our audience a little bit about the Brava Women Achievement Award. I know that you were a recent recipient, and I, just, I, I, I didn't want to let that go unmentioned here on Critical Mass Coast to Coast today. Oh, well, thank you, Rick. Yes, that was actually last year that I was a recipient of the Brava Woman's Award. Again, that was with Smart CEO, and they came to the Philadelphia area back in 2010. My company, our controller, had actually come to me and said, I want to nominate you for this. So this was back in 2010, and she submitted an application. And while I didn't get it in 2010, when everything was said and done, I received a call from Smart CEO that said, you know, you really would be a wonderful recipient, and we just need they, – they actually helped me and said, you know, in these specific areas, if you can just kind of crystallize some of these, you know, we really think that, that you would be selected. So uh, we did that. We went back, and, again, the controller who, who kind of initiated all of this, she went to everyone here in the organization, and everyone really participated and wrote some just wonderful things about me, and I teased them, and I said, I don't even know who this person is. But uh, that's what they wound up submitting, and then I, I received notification from Smart CEO that I had, that I won the award. I guess there were like 25 women that were selected, and there were about 300 applications. So it was very exciting, and there were women from all walks of business in the in the Philadelphia area. I think when we were talking earlier, I told you that one of the women, you know, she's a mom at Dietz Watson. We've got a, a well-known company here in Philadelphia, and she was a recipient, a woman with United Healthcare, you know, and then there were some smaller organizations. So it was it was just really a wonderful mix of women, and I was I'm very honored to be part of that and to be part of their alumni group as well. That's right, and congratulations, and thanks for being willing to share that experience because I know that's a rewarding and humbling experience at the same time. Yes, yes it is. 
Final question for you today, Sandy, on Critical Mass Coast to Coast. If someone would like to learn more about you and your firm, how do they find you online? Okay, well, our websites, we have uh, www.consoftware.com, and we also have consoftofnj.com. I'm on LinkedIn, and we can also be found on the Informatica Marketplace site, and that provides an overview of our prime solution and some additional contact information. Sandy, it's been a great pleasure to have you on the program. I, I appreciate the time you put into thinking about and delivering and being prepared to answer the questions that I plan to ask you today. I appreciate you being a friend of the program and welcome and to the Executive Forum's community of business leaders across the country. Rick, thank you so much. I appreciate the time as well. You were a great guest. Thanks again, Sandy. Thank you, Rick. You were a great host. Oh, thank you. (laughs) She's too sweet, ladies and gentlemen. It's always nice to hear her, though. All right. Well, I hope you've enjoyed my interview today with Sandy Grumball. I thought there was a lot to learn from her and for her to share her experiences. 30 years in business does not come by accident. And there's always challenges, whether you've been in business for three months, three years, or 30 years, and you you saw from her as a leader the need to continue to reinvent the business and maintain the relationships, and I think of it as being relevant in the marketplace. And I hope some of what she shared today will help you in the future make better decisions. This show is brought to you by Commerce National Bank, Succession Strategies, and Smart Business Magazine. If you'd like to learn more about executive forums, and their international organization of CEOs and key executives, and visit their website, www.executiveforums.com. Producing our show today was Paul Roberts. Our marketing communications manager is Kelly Faltus. Our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard. And I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business or want to refer a future guest for one of our three programs, you can find out how to contact me directly from my website, and I really hope that you will do that. Until the next time we have a chance to talk, here's Rick Franzi, the host, simply saying, I hope all of your decisions move your business in a positive direction. You've been listening to Critical Mass Coast to Coast right here on octalkradio.net.